0: Hello, everyone. I'm Esther pan Head of Partnerships, Policy, and Communications at the United Nations Capital Development Fund. Welcome to Season 2 of Capital Musings, UNCDF's podcast, where we focus on fresh ideas and new innovations that serve our mandate to make finance work for the poor in the world's least developed countries. You can find our Capital Musings podcast on Apple, Spotify, or our website, www.uncdf.org. Today, we are excited to be speaking with Sabine Mensah, Regional Manager for West Africa of the Inclusive Digital Economies Practice of UNCDF. Sabine, it's great to have you with us today. Please tell us about yourself. What led you to UNCDF?
1: I am a native of Burkina Faso. So I was born in a small town called Bobo dioulasso which is the second city of Burkina Faso. And I think very early, I knew that finance was a pathway to empowerment in the sense that I could see around me with some of my friends that I went to school with, they weren't able to go from middle school to high school because finances were not there. And I could see around me also other friends where they were not able to afford having electricity or they were not able to afford having going to the doctor things like that so i i knew it somehow because i told my parents very early i want to be a banker i want to be in finance this was it and and, and rightfully so i started my career as a financial analyst at Eco Bank burkina faso it lasted six months and i knew yeah this is not it for me it was more than just being a banker it was more than being able to review financial statement and being able to say to because that's what i was doing i was a financial analyst and reviewing smes the request for funding and it, it had to be more so i went into work with western union company for a span of 15 years starting in west africa and then moving on to new york and dc and then in Canada as a regional director for remittances for the central region. And then I went to Kenya. we working directly for digital financial services consulting and dive into mobile money upfront, agency banking, and looking at also from a remittance perspective, how to go beyond payments. And then it started to crystallize what it meant for me to that finance was an access empowerment. And then I started looking broader and saying, where can I push this mandate? Which organization can I affiliate myself that would give me the opportunity to push financial inclusion across a different span of project partners, stakeholders, whether they're public or private. And I saw a posting about UNCDF for a technical specialist for mobile money for the poor. And that brought me to UNCDF in 2015. And since then, I've had the opportunity to really build this belief and, and this vision and ambition of being an advocate for digital inclusion and being able to work and proudly say that's what I do and, and the work that I do with my team is facilitated access to finance and that we make public and private finance work for the poor. This is what brought me to UNCDF, and, and this is what every day I wake up. to to say to myself, it is the area, the place I need to be because I am making a difference in the life of millions of people and I'm facilitating access to finance, access to digital innovation so they can empower themselves, so they can reach their personal goals and we collectively can reach the sustainable development
0: goals. Thanks, Sabine. What a great background in history. How exciting that you were in Kenya when digital payments were really taking off in East Africa, because that was really the epicenter of experimentation and innovation in that field at the time. I wonder if you can tell us, once you kind of were really in the middle of all the digital innovation that was happening around payments, how did that lead into the IDE strategy that UNCDF is now pursuing?
1: It is so true. I remember, I think it was in 2014, I was at an event, a convergence event in Paris. And I was telling people, I don't leave my house to go line up to pay a bill. Because at the time I used the m and all the time I spent in Nairobi, I don't even know where the electricity company is. I've always paid my electric bill with my phone. I have moved money from my bank account to my phone. I have paid people with my phone to people. This is the future for Africa and since that we didn't have to use traditional development pathways and we could leap forward with mobile technology and enable a range of possibilities to unbanked population because there are mobile phones in most of our pockets. Of course, there are still people with no mobile phone, but when you look at it, between the numbers of a bricks and mortar financial institutions in the world versus the number of mobile phones out there, there is no competition and if you looked at the numbers uh, about estimation of 5.9 billion people will be mobile unique mobile subscribers by 2025 and this is even an old statistics for that matter. So it was easy to see around me the impact of mobile financial services digital financial services and the opportunity that technology can offer to include millions of people and, and for me that was clear. Now, what wasn't clear was how do we make sure that we do not leave people behind because we have rural areas, we have vulnerable, marginalized population don't have access to the device, don't have access to the infrastructure or mobile connectivity or can't afford. So all of that sensitize what UNCDF has put behind the "living no one behind strategy. So for us, this vision is really of inclusive digital economy. So we are able through our interventions to equip millions of people to use innovative digital services, financial services in their daily life so they can empower themselves and they can improve their economic opportunity Opportunities. They are able to provide all of these opportunities that when I was younger, I saw around me, you know, whether it's access to education, healthcare, clean energy, so that you use it in agriculture. And that means more revenues for people engaged into the agriculture. So this is what we mean when we say UNCDF, a digital strategy is to promote inclusive digital economy and leaving no one behind. This is a strategy that builds on, I would say, four four streams and these mutually building workstreams because for us, it starts with empowering customers, understanding customer needs, understanding the value chain of need around any customer, whether that customer is a woman, is a youth, is a smallholder farmer, is a migrant, is an internally displaced person. So understanding the value chain of needs and being able to map where finance can make a difference, where skills in the digital era can make a difference and where coaching can make a difference to make sure that that ecosystem is around every single customer and they can leverage the digital economy that's developing around us to their benefits. And obviously, if it is to their benefits and they're able to mine that, then they are able to reach their own development goals and as collectively as an organization and a society will be able to push to achieve other uh, sustainable development goals. So starting with the customer, empowering the customer through access to technology, through access to training. We do a lot of work in West Africa, particularly in financial education, digital education, and also coaching. How do you provide the avenues to improve hard skills and soft skills as well, so that this turns into a win-win proposition for job markets or creating your own entrepreneurship opportunities? And the second work stream, Issa, if you allow me to share, is about the infrastructure. And this is something I've always been passionate because I saw that infrastructure barrier. If we are not able to overcome that, we will still have people that are excluded. And so for us, infrastructure in the inclusive digital economy is looking through not only connectivity, so having access to the internet, having access to a device, but also having access to electricity, having access to an identity. So you are able to open a mobile or digital or an electronic account and being able to use those, so the whole spectrum of infrastructure and we are advocating for universal access to that infrastructure. The third work stream is about inclusive innovations, because for us, innovation for what? for people empowerment, for what? For better opportunities for people we're serving. So starting the innovation with the customer in mind and building innovation that will incentivize usage, adoption, and we'll be able to fast track the development of these innovations and serve the customers that we are really trying to touch with these innovations. And last but not least, all of this happens in an ecosystem of policy and regulation that has today, I would see a dual challenge in itself, not only protecting customers, protecting the, the financial infrastructure, but at the same time open enough for innovations to be tested so that we incubate this innovation ecosystem for digital economies that are inclusive and are really helping us find tomorrow's opportunities because we know that digital ecosystem will also come with changes in the way we engage in the infrastructure and changes in the future of work for that matter. So this is a little bit of what inclusive digital economy means for
0: UNCDF and how we're working at leaving no one behind through these different work streams. Thanks Sabine. It's great to hear about the focus on the poorest, the the least served. That's a consistent theme of the work of UNCDF and also the focus on policy and regulation. I think it's important for our listeners to know that it's not just about bringing an app to the market or getting cell phones in people's hands. The governments also play a strong role in protecting customers and making sure that the tools and capacities available through these digital means have the same protections for consumers, bankers, uh, I mean people using banking services and um, other uh, activities that they would in a brick and mortar context. Absolutely Esther. So there are a lot of interesting areas of work in the inclusive digital economies practice and strategy that you just laid out. What's the most interesting thing you're working on at the moment? That's a tough question because there's so many
1: interesting things I'm working on. But I would say the one that keeps me awake because I feel it would have a great impact if we're able to find scalable solution is the Recovery to Resilience initiative I'm working on with the team in West Africa. So with the COVID pandemic, we went through, and some countries might still be going through it, confinement periods where business stopped for a lot of actors in the informal economy or in the informal sector, I would say, because we couldn't do the face-to-face interaction anymore. So in in April 2020, we decided to do something about it and we launched a call for a request for application. I would say a call for proposal for digital solutions for MSMEs. most of the time, when you ask MSMEs what are the, the, the major challenges they face, they I would say a lot of the, the answers come into three buckets. One, finance, access to finance. Another one is also tools, capabilities. And then the third one, access to electricity, you hear a lot also. and And, and, and all of that we looked at it and said, What can we do, we UNCDF, and what can we do with digital solutions so that we facilitate access to finance to MSMEs, but we also contribute to build skills and tools for MSMEs so that they can leverage and, 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 and see if, if that can make a difference. So, this initiative is really looking at digital solutions in the recovery, and we were able to actually test six different models across uh, three countries in in West Africa, one of them being facilitated the usage of online platform for customers to buy food whether it's groceries agro fresh produce for instance with club to a son in Senegal or your mom-and-pop shop I have one next to me here in Dakar and I know him very well because that's where I used to shop and during the confinement period I was able to leverage Jalo platform to order what I needed from his store and then I was delivered with all of the the the, the food and uh, the stuff that I needed. And then I paid via mobile money. So that helped Yusuf, who is my uh, mom and pop shop in my uh, corner, help him continue. You know, business while we were all shut down. Another example of uh, a digital solution is a project we're doing in Ghana with MicroInsure. So it's not only facilitating digital payments for MSMEs. So this with with MicroInsure in Ghana, it's a seven-in-one insurance coverage. So helping MSMEs and their significant others and families to be covered against you know health against. Uh, disasters and then uh, income recovery so this is another way for digital solutions to help msmes resilience to the msmes throughout the period the, the covid 19 period another example of a digital solution beyond payment and beyond insurance is is really what we've seen develop in with the uh, agribusinesses so club to sun help agribusinesses provide fresh projects And what I like about it is that they work with these agri uh, businesses to make sure that their produce are already sold through their infrastructure and delivered freshly to um, customers. So you and I can stay home and order these foods. So all of these examples, and I like this initiative in particular because there are millions of MSMEs out there in Africa and across the world, millions of them, and we want to make sure that we are not leaving them behind and we are providing them with tools to accept digital payments, we are providing them with tools to actually manage their inventory throughout a smartphone app, we are providing them with financial services because through the payments that they are doing, financial institution paired with the payment provider can then provide financing to the MSMEs because now their working capital needs are visible to the ecosystem, now their financial needs are visible. This is what I'm working on that's very exciting that I am looking at scaling these type of initiatives so that we can provide sustainable solutions to MSMEs to
0: move from the recovery period to resilience. Thanks, Sabine. And for our listeners, of course, MSME is micro, small, and medium enterprise. And thank you for highlighting the need for these small businesses to be connected to the market through digital means. Of course, it's important to connect consumers and give them tools to move money, but there also needs to be someone on the other end who can receive the finance and also keep their businesses going. Um, So that does sound very interesting indeed. Um, You've raised a couple of times, Sabine, the kind of disproportionate impact that uh, women face from all of these things, from being shut out of uh, access to digital tools, from being shut out of access to finance. We know that the recession caused by the pandemic has hit women especially hard. What are the most impactful things we should be doing right now as UNCDF or as an international community to support women?
1: I think if anything else, if we are able to overcome the barriers that we see, at least I see every day in the markets where I am, overcome these barriers to for women to be builders of this digital economy we live in, we will be able to, you know, pride ourselves to have advanced that agenda. In the sense, for me, when I look at the question, I look at it from the lens of UNCDF and, and these four work streams. So it, Thinking about it from a customer perspective, digital finance, you know enabling access to finance through digital means or through applications or through a mobile phone, here is a way that we can bring finance closer to women. We can bring finance closer to them, closer to a phone, and we can enable that access. But that means that the ecosystem around has also been enabled so that Women have access to phone and they can use this phone to manage their finances. So when I look at it from a customer empowerment in West Africa, for instance, a lot of the work that we're doing is really working with our different projects to facilitate access to finance via digital technology, working with financial service providers, designing products for Women And when I say that I really mean a range of financial services, so we work on savings, we work on credit access to credit and micro insurance, such as the project I just mentioned earlier, but it's looking at the value chain of needs and how we can enable these services for women and by women. So, which is what I'm really proud of because I, I am and I pride myself because when I see the projects that we are in, implementing with startups, with uh, women entrepreneurs and, and and how we herself are agents of the change and the opportunities we want to bring in the digital economy to women, that for me is also a uh, 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 pride in the work that I do every day. And I look at it from an infrastructure perspective. When we say we at UNCDF are really advocating for universal access to the infrastructure, it, it, it takes across all dimensions of infrastructure. instance, let's talk about identity, which I've mentioned before. On March 8th, the UNCDF endorsed the ID4D principle. Identity can be a barrier to women access to financial services because you need in most countries to be identified, to have a SIM card, to be identified, to open a bank account or a microfinance account. So by advocating for identity principle, by enabling access to identity we can contribute to women having access to services, but also women being the builders of this digital economy. When we look at it from an innovation perspective, a lot of the work that I'm doing right now, for instance, in a back to agriculture, because I really believe that that sector And the impact it has in the population and and what we can do to enable innovation and to enable access to financing agriculture can help us reach the sustainable goals so a lot of the projects i'm working on in west africa are with service providers and looking at how we facilitate access to credit for women smallholder farmers how we also make sure that they have access to um, content on uh, agricultural best practices that contribute to improving access to uh, data and information and can also help in better practices in improving the reach the activities the smallholder farmers are having and and project that i'm really happy to to mention here, we just started this collaboration with UN Women and with the support of uh, innovation it's really understanding better the needs of smallholder women and the barriers that they face with access to finance, particularly when it comes to protecting themselves against risk and against disaster. So climate change impact in the ecosystem, we understand that. So what can we do as the UN and partnership with UN women to provide digital solutions for disaster risk reduction for access to climate insurance to help strengthen the resilience of smallholder farmers? And last but not least, when I look at it from a policy side, I think there are things that we can do collectively with other agencies, with the whole donor community in advocating for policy and regulation that will incubate innovation for women, will incubate innovation by women, that will incubate innovation that will reach the sustainable development goal with women
0: as builders of the digital economy. Thanks, Sabine. So if we're going to take all of these activities and policy objectives and boil them down to say one smallholder farmer who is a woman farmer in Africa, growing vegetables on the one acre around her house, I think we could say that getting this woman a digital identity means she's registered with the government. She can get the SIM card to open a bank account. She can transact and send money, receive payments and send payments. She can bring her goods to the market and know that someone will buy them. She can sign up her daughter to go to school. She is on the government census list for benefits or any sorts of welfare payments. And then she is able to be an economic actor and contribute to her society and her community. So that's the kind of work you guys are doing. And it's really terrific. So thank you so much for coming today, Sabine, and sharing with us your fantastic energy and your great passion for the work that you do.
1: Thank you very much, Esther.
0: And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this issue of Capital Musings. Once again, you can find us on Apple, Spotify and www.uncdf.org.